As a shepherd himself, a man named Philip Keller wrote a book called The Shepherd's Luck at the 23rd Psalm. The metaphor in this psalm came to life for me reading this book. Who knows about sheep? I don't know about sheep. Who therefore knows fully what it means uh, for there to be a shepherd keeping watch by night? The people in the ancient Israel's time would have known, would have understood um, the, the power of shepherding, the importance of shepherding herds across the wilderness to make sure they can eat and rest and feed and get up again. These sheep who would have uh, been shorn for warm clothing, who would have been um, cheese and milk and a uh, way of being, feeding, sustaining uh, the people, were fed and sustained by shepherds. David was a shepherd uh, who became a king, and it was not a sexy profession, you know. There were some rough spots about sleeping out in barns and fields with sheep and cows and goats and whatnot. But it was essential for the community to have somebody who guided this uh, incredible resource, if you will, across the wild places to make sure that God's people would have what they needed to nurture their lives. But some of what Philip said about sheep really fascinates me as I think about my own life and our life in community. I'll say a couple of highlights. Makes me to lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters, restores my breath. Like these really essential pieces of life that the shepherd gives to the sheep makes me lie down in green pastures. The pastures have to be green enough for there to be enough nutrients for the sheep to survive, to thrive. Makes me to lie down in the green pastures to make sure that I have what I need. Causes me to stop and rest in the green, cool green pastures so that I can um, be cooled from the hot sun, but also graze in the grass. Grazing in the grass is a gas. Oh, uh, sorry, wrong metaphor. <laughs> um, this idea of getting the food, the nutrients, the nurture that we need because the shepherd has her eye on us, is a plan for us, a location for us, a way for us, a path for us, a right path for us, for her namesake. I didn't lose any sheep. My sheep are not lost in space. I brought my whole herd to the pasture, to the end game. I know them by name, each one by name. I have my eye on them, a way for them, a path for them, a plan for them an outcome for them for which I am responsible. I am the shepherd. Taking them by the cool water, the, the not stagnant, not diseased, not um, rancid water, but the cool, crisp, moving water so that their thirst is quenched, so that 
the liquid that they need so their blood flows well, so their blood clots well, so their hearts pump well, so that the nutrients move through their body. I took them to the cool, crisp, fresh water so they could live and not die. The living water that was the water that would quench every thirst, that would fulfill every need. I am the shepherd who did that, our God. And restore their breath. Take them to the green pasture, lead them by the still water, the, the, the good, nurturing, fresh water, and restore their breath. Philip Keller says, sheep are so crazy that they will eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Because, you know, they don't have noom <laughs> psychoanalysis about why they're eating so much, that they will fall down. And when they fall down, when they fall down, if they are not stood upright, the way their stomachs, they're more than one stomachs, fill up with the grass, fills up with the gas, and they can literally die restores their soul, restores their psyche. The shepherd restores their breath, their ability to breathe because the shepherd stands the sheep back up. We fall down, but we get back up, but the shepherd gets us back up and restores our ability to breathe, to have life. biological needs met. Psychological needs met. Philip Keller says the sheep are so crazy if they get a little itch, a little tick, a little fly, they'll take themselves to a to a post or 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 to the staff itself or or to a, a little wire sticking out of a fence and scratch themselves and scratch themselves and scratch themselves until they think the itch is gone. But they can scratch themselves so much, so hard on the post, on the fence, that they will lose their skin. Thou anointest my head with oil, the King James Version says. You anoint my head with a, a balm in Gilead, a salve for our wounds ointment, fragrant ointment for our aching body parts, oil of gladness for our mourning. God's got oil for ashy hands, oil for hurting limbs, oil for wounded heads, oil for wounded hearts, oil to soothe our gurgling bellies, oil, to anoint us and remind us of our holiness. You set a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. In the presence of enmity, I've got you. I've got you with what you need to survive. I've got you. 
I've got a tableau, a flat table for you where you won't fall down while you graze, while you eat. I'm setting a table before you in the presence of the lions and the tigers and the bears. I'm setting a table before you in the presence of the haters and debaters. I'm setting a present table before you in the midst of enmity and calamity. I'm setting a table for you. In the midst of drama and trauma, I am setting a table for you, my child, a table for you in the presence of fascism and racism. I'm setting a table for you, a table just for you, for you to be you in the midst of craziness. I'm setting a table for you because I see you and I know you and I've got you. I've got your front and your back. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy will be at my back, at my wind, at my six, the military might say, all of my life. Follow me all of my life like skin, like breath, like codependently stick with me, track me, like I'll be watching you, Sting saying, all of my life, goodness and mercy, following me, stalking me, staying with me, tracking me, never leaving me, never failing me, all the days of my life. I preach with COVID in my body and I feel stalked by goodness and mercy. I preach with a broken heart because I'm missing being with you and I feel stalked by goodness and mercy. I preach knowing that black women's lives don't matter and I feel stalked by goodness and mercy. I preach knowing that our political system is a failure and I feel stalked by goodness and mercy. I preach with my father struggling in his body and I feel stalked by goodness and mercy. I preach knowing that the world, the nation is trying to cancel out black history for shame and embarrassment at what whiteness has done to me and mine. And I still feel stopped by goodness and mercy because God is God today, yesterday, and always. I'm never alone. There's always a table. There's always nurture. There's always nutrients. There's always living waters because I am stocked by goodness and mercy. You are stopped, middle family, by goodness and mercy. Nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. Nowhere you can go where God won't find you. Nothing you can do to separate you from the goodness and mercy that is designed for your life. Will it protect you from all of the viruses that are hunting us? No. Will it protect you from having a broken heart? No. Will it stop you from feeling discriminated against or hurt? Absolutely not. However, you will never, ever be alone because the shepherd is right here whose rod and staff will comfort you all the days of your life. On this last Sunday of Black History Month, all the history is all of our history. And what's in our history is the sure and present, ever present, never failing, never leaving, always close enough to touch and feel love of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Rachel, Leah, and Mary, Jesus, the Christ, and you and me. That God, that God is stalking you with love and goodness and mercy.
all the days, all the days of your life. May that bring you comfort. May that bring you joy. May that cause you praise.